God is with you. Let us pray. God of welcome, your people are called to be distinct, not by width of separation, but depth of hospitality. Root out our resentment and free us to welcome all who work for your life and liberation. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. You have likely heard the story before. On April 26, 2003, 27-year-old Aaron Ralston went climbing in the Blue John region just south of Canyonlands National Park in Utah. While Ralston was descending a slot canyon, an 800-pound boulder became dislodged. The rock crushed his right hand and trapped it against the canyon wall. Ralston spent the next five days trapped alone in the narrow canyon. He slowly sipped the 12 ounces of water he had in his pack and tried to break his arm free or break the boulder to free his arm. Ralston had told no one where he was going. No one was looking for him. On the fifth day, he ran out of food and water. He carved his name, date of birth, and presumed date of death into the sandstone canyon wall and videotaped goodbyes to his family. He did not expect to survive the night. After waking at dawn the following day, he discovered that his arm had begun to decompose. At that point, his decision was obvious. To live, he would have to cut off his right arm. He would break his radius and ulna bones, tie a tourniquet and spend one hour cutting his own flesh with a dull two-inch knife on a cheap multi-tool of the type you would get at Home Depot. Then Ralston climbed out of the slot canyon, rappelled down a 65-foot sheer wall, and hiked out of the canyon, one-handed. He was rescued by a helicopter four hours later. By cutting off his arm, Aaron Ralston saved his life. This week, Jesus is advocating for a spiritual equivalent. If your hand endangers the fullness of life, cut it off. Please don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that Jesus advocates self-mutilation, this is a metaphor. It is hyperbole, exaggeration. Jesus, Jesus does not want you to cut off any part of your body, but he does want you to live, to live 
well. Jesus cares about your health, both spiritual and physical. And like a surgeon, Jesus knows that sometimes your health requires the removal of part of you, something deeply tied to who you are, something that feels like you could not live without it. We all have qualities that define us. I'm a Californian. I'm a scientist. I'm a scholar. I'm a pianist. I eat meat. I'm a vegetarian. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Sometimes those parts separate us from the people around us. Sometimes they keep us from loving God and neighbor. Last week, Jesus talked about how we are all children of God. And to illustrate this, he brought a child, a young child, and set him on his lap and taught. This week, Jesus is still speaking, and that child is still on Jesus' lap. He says, separating children, causing children harm, is horrible. It would be better if a great millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. I love this. It's kind of Jesus' like mob moment. It reminds me of like Luca Brasi from The Godfather. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. But think about that 800-pound boulder that trapped Aaron Ralston. Think about a huge stone used to grind grain. That is the image, the punishment that seems fitting. My heart turns to the 48.1 million children who are currently enrolled in U.S. public schools and the difficulties they face with COVID. My heart breaks when I hear stories of children being hurt, stories like the child molestation cases in the Catholic Church. As a parent, my initial reaction to horrors like this is a call for vengeance. I want to bring out the stones. I want to cut off hands. I want to throw people into a landfill. That word, Gehenna, it is the landfill outside of Jerusalem. It was a perpetual fire where people threw unwanted things. That is where we get our notion of hell, a landfill. Gehenna in Greek, in Hebrew, Ge-Ben-Hinom, the Valley of Hinom. Historically, this was a place where people would sacrifice children. Jesus, with a child on his lap, says that anyone who does anything to hurt children, to hurt any of God's children, belongs in Gehenna, the burning landfill. Better to get rid of the things that hurt, to amputate them, than to allow them to continue to hurt We as Christians, we as human beings, must act for the health of all of God's children. In the early Christian church, the body was a metaphor for community. We see this in Paul in 1 Corinthians 12. To restore the health in the church and today in our country, we will have to cut out practices that have formed who we are. We will have to remove what we have been for the sake of what we will be. I have a friend who's a recovering alcoholic. He's five years sober. And when he got sober, his wife did not. 
He loved her immeasurably. She was like part of him. But for him to continue in his sobriety, for him to live into community and the fullness of life, they could not stay married. He could not be married to an alcoholic. That part of his life had to end. Like the plants in our garden, we all need some spiritual pruning so that we can grow into the fullness of who we are. We have to look out at our own lives and see what needs to be cut off. Fortunately for me, my kids are spiritual pruners. When I am too busy, when I take myself too seriously, when I'm too caught up in myself to love my children the way that they should be loved, they let me know. I see the lights going out in their eyes. And when that happens, I feel like a millstone has been tied around my neck, like a boulder has fallen down on them and on me. The kids need love and play and fun just as much as they need food and shelter. When I'm sad or tired, they come and give me a hug. Yesterday, when I went to Kathy's ordination, which was amazing, Mary Beth took the kids down to Underwood Underwood Family Farms. It's this uh, like fun outside adventure farm thing. They saw tractors, they went to a petting zoo, and they went to these pig races, which they just absolutely loved. And uh, they loved it so much that they came home with these little pig noses. And when I left home this morning, they went outside the house and were waving to me with their pig noses on. Sometimes we all need pig noses. Maybe you take yourself too seriously. Maybe you don't take yourself or anything seriously enough. We all have things we can give up, things that we can prune for the greater health. If you are wondering what need what needs to change in your life, ask yourself, what will bring life and laughter? What will make it easier to be kind? What will foster health for the planet? As we begin this new academic year back at UCSB, we dedicate ourselves to study, to sharpen our minds and prepare our hearts to change the world, to heal those who have been cut off, to help the children who have been hurt. In that process, we may lose a foot. We might have to put on a pig nose. We may leave an arm in a canyon but we will live and we will live abundantly. Amen. This week, the mustard seed is a little different than our normal ones. We're going to read a, an academic paper from uh, one of our parishioners, Jim Kennett. He's written this great piece uh, that ties together some of the history in the Near East and the area around the Jordan and uh, this cosmological event that might have been the root of the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. It's a fascinating read. Check it out. Uh, it's going to be on the link in the 
podcast. Check that out. Take care. Have a great week. With trust and hope, we turn our hearts to God in prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth, and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. We pray this week and give thanks for Kathy Moore and for her ordination to the diaconate. We pray for her ministry and for all who are transitioning into this academic year. For all of these we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.